Podcasting will, will be a thrill. Grandpa and chill, grandson and friends. Podcasting will, Grandpa and chill, will be a thrill, grandson and friends. With your host, Grandpa Bart and Brandon Fox, Finest Jackson and Sierra Doss. This is Grandpa and Chill. Um, anything new going on, Grandpa? Anything new with you this week? Uh, well, uh, the only thing really new is uh, my uh, wife's son, my son-in-law, is interested in doing a podcast, and uh, he has friends, he says, that are like professional athletes and so forth, mm. and uh, hopefully Finest, uh, no, no, I'm sorry, not not you, uh, Sierra will be able to maybe help me with uh, getting online, getting set up at some point but uh we went out and bought some equipment for him and uh see what happens you're a hot commodity in a podcast game it sounds like uh, yeah yeah is, <laughs> is, 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 is it is it a do you do you feel like it's your golden voice or are you got are you moving and di- are you willing and dylan are you are you getting I'm, yourself i'm not going to be involved in his podcast i'm only okay. trying to help him with the equipment and Getting it set up. I'm not. I'm not going to be involved. Oh, I see. You're the connect. I see. I see. Yeah. Connecting. I see. Nope. This is the only podcast I'm going to be involved in. At this point, anyhow. Okay. So, how about you guys? What about you, Finus? What has been going on with your life? What has been new for me this week? Hmm. A lot, a lot of stuff. The the Heat beat the Bucks. That's not that's not that's the NBA. That's not me. Me personally, I'm reading this book about the Dalai Lama. It's a bunch of inter- people interviewing about Dalai Lama's life. So I'm learning a lot about Tibet and China and the relationship between that. I had no idea. I mean, you know, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Let me see what else. Um, there's news going on. There's craziness always going on. No, I'm watching Full Metal Alchemist. It's an anime. I've never watched it before. I'm I'm enjoying it so much. I like Alchemist stuff, <clears throat> so that's pretty good. The yeah, best. all right. You say what? It's the best. It it's is. Yeah, I, I'm I'm very impressed so far. I'm like, oh yeah. I can't believe my friend told me to watch Brotherhood first. And he's like, oh, just watch Brotherhood. Yeah, but no, what? No, yeah. the, the original is great. I'm having a great time. It it does a lot of nice, interesting things, but the the full experience is Brotherhood. I can just write to both. I think I feel like, or is it you can't? Or what's the difference? Is Brotherhood just like the same thing as? So regular? Brotherhood. So Brotherhood follows the mm-hmm. manga. So like the whole entire story, beginning to end, is it follows the original okay. piece, and then. But that came out, but that was the second series. Full Metal Alchemist is the first series. So either the material, either the manga wasn't finished when they did it, or they just like decided, they just flipped the coin and like did their own thing. But basically after like, I want to say episode four or six, it completely dives off into something else. So it's completely, it's, it's wild. It doesn't have anything to do with the original story. Completely. I'm wasting my time. So I need to do brotherhood, huh? You're still going to like it. Like it's not bad. It's just completely different. Like when I, I only started watching it one day, I was like up late and Toonami was on, you know, Mm -hmm. and 
one of the final episodes of Brotherhood was on Toonami. And I was like, this is just crazy. This is a crazy show. Like, what is this? I got to find it. And so I would like, my child self was on like Google. Like, what is this show with a boy mm-hmm. with like one arm? And so mm-hmm. I found Full Metal Alchemist. I found the other series. And so I just watched that for like three weeks. And I was like, nothing I saw was in here. So I, I, I accidentally watched the first one. It's like way shorter. Yeah, that's why I hear the Brotherhood. Yeah, I guess I'll go with that. Yeah, is that on, on Netflix or on yeah. the Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Alchemist. Full yep. Metal Alchemist. Full Metal Alchemist. Full metal Alchemist. Billy it's Brotherhood is uh, the four of us to start an anim- anime cosplay team. Yes. Um. Yeah, yeah. I'll I put Grandpa in some interesting costumes. Man, that's the only reason I grew hair for it, so I could put it into some fancy ponytail mm. and cosplay with it. That's what it's about. Yeah. Uh, hey. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Wilson said that he would be on at three fifteen. So I don't Wilson know is utterly here. I was just about to say oh, hello, Wilson. Amazing. Welcome. Hello, 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 hello. How are you? Hello. I'm doing great. Um, amazing. Are you an anime um, guy, Wilson? <laughs> I'm sorry. Say again. Are you an anim- anime or manga or any type of that fans no. of any of that type of thing? Any uh, no. animation? Any animation in general? Like none at all. Okay. Okay. I I got I got one for you, Wilson. Um, we were talking just a little me and my grandpa earlier of um sort of uh what what we wanted to deal with today because I feel like we got a good split of millennials and um, silent generation. Okay. Uh, and I was wondering uh what what. I got a couple questions. First one is what is your what is one piece of advice you would give to my generation of people? And and I, I'll ask the rest of the questions later. But you and grandpa, because I didn't get a chance to talk about on the podcast with grandpa. But well, I've been watching a lot of uh, uh, old uh, TV, George Burns and Gracie Allen, The Untouchables. And uh, one of the things that really stands out. Uh, to me, is that they smoke cigarettes like crazy, mm-hmm. and 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 I think that the younger generation has moved away from tobacco. But I would certainly make that a uh, "don't do this to yourself" uh, story for, for 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 everyone, particularly the young people, because you start young and then uh, twenty years later it's too late. Yeah, is that is that advice? I mean. I feel like it's uh, uh, cigarettes are down. I don't know. Grandpa used to used to smoke. Finest, you did you never? Mm-hmm. No. I smoked. Cigarettes I, I only smoked for a few years, uh, from about the age of fifteen to twenty-two. And uh, when your grandmother got pregnant with uh, Lorraine, uh, she would get sick from the smoke, mm. from smelling the smoke. So I stopped smoking, and she stopped smoking. Wow. I've been off of Marlboro's for about 15 years now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, congrats. And uh, glad that I don't smoke. Yeah. I, f- I feel like uh, a lot of kids our age, they like, they vape. They don't really, I don't see yeah. a lot of cigarettes anymore. I still see some and it weirds me out. I'm like, really? Where did you, like, whenever I see someone, like, remotely my age with a cigarette, I'm just like, where did you find this? Where did you, where did you get this from? Yeah. 
sell a camel in a magazine. <clears throat> um, yeah, I feel like the vape is dangerous too because you can do it anywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's so it's so casual. You know, you just like keep it in your hand twenty four seven. It's like being inside with the cigarette. Yeah. I hadn't thought of, hadn't thought about vaping. That's uh, way way off of my chart. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't uh, know. If it, I, I don't. It seems more dangerous, or just as dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. I think the misconception. I mean, I had a friend who was like probably our age, and he was like, "Oh yeah, no, I'm just vaping. I don't smoke cigarettes. This is completely fine for like a couple years." You know. Yeah. Was it was it hard to quit cigarettes, Grandpa, or Wilson? No, not for me. I'm. I can quit things pretty easily if I just oh, say to good. myself, "I'm going to stop it," and I do it. Hmm. Uh, I probably uh, quit for two years before I quit. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's a lot of quitting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, you you failed a, a bunch of times before you finally succeeded. It was, uh, I'm not going to do it anymore. And, uh, you know, that age when the, there's alcohol and, and a bar, it's hard mm-hmm. to not smoke a cigarette. Yeah. 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 Or, uh, do you, so have you, have you been not drinking for a while too, or, uh, or do, you, do you feel like, uh, have a cocktail, but, uh, cigarettes are just uh, so far behind me. And uh, at one point, you know, my my daughter, uh, to her, smoking a cigarette and and and, and smoking crack was the same thing. <laughs> and uh, that was a uh, you know, a positive kind of inspiration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's funny. Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like. Uh, it's uh so so cool so glamorized still i mean like even growing up in new jersey like people seeing like everyone's like oh my god it's so bad but also like at the same time they're like shit that person's really cool when they do it Uh, you won't see uh too many of the uh the newer uh movies out with uh steady cigarette smoking uh, you're not likely to catch a, a politician or an athlete with a cigarette in their mouth. And I think those are all, yeah. all good things. But uh, truly, in the uh, 50s, uh, smoking cigarettes was very glamorous. And even the uh, mm-hmm. cowboy movies in the, in the era, uh, lots of cigarettes. Yeah. Why, why do you feel like you started in the first place? Oh, man, you know, I was in uh, high school and... Uh, Trying to chase girls and smoking cigarettes was a thing to do. Yeah. Boone's Farm wine and a cool cigarette. And uh, and it worked. It made you cool. I mean. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> How did it help with the chasing? I, I don't think it helped at all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the girls don't like the smoke in their hair. Nobody wants to put their tongue in your mouth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh God! It's a non-starter. You're right. Maybe it goes two ways. It's uh, you know, it's not pleasant being around a female that's all smoked up. Yeah. Hmm. 
that was the media that made it so cool. People to make cigarettes. Yeah, and I guess the addictiveness to it too. Um, that's probably the thing. Hurt. Yeah. And there's still money in tobacco and people that grow it for a living. I live in North Carolina and uh, there's some tobacco, tobacco farms here. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, it sounds like if I was them, it sounds like a dying business probably started growing marijuana if I was if I was them. Uh, I believe that's the money the, the money crop of tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it seems like people are it, it's like what you were saying sounded to me. I was thinking like well, that seems like the equivalent of like people smoking weed now because it's like in all the movies, all the young kids are doing it. It's a, you know, it's very like glamorized, and um, it sounds like what cigarettes are, kind of to your to to the old movies, right? I would uh, kind of uh, agree to that. I also uh, think that uh, you, you can't smoke as much weed as you can tobacco. Yeah. Well, it's a very different effect. <laughs> and a very different effect. Yeah. 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 I was uh, listening to something about, like, back when scientists used to work on um, getting, like, uh, the astronaut, like, to, to getting, like, the, uh, what's it called? Uh, a spaceship to the moon. And they were smoking cigarettes all the time because it keeps them awake and keeps their mind going. And I could not imagine them smoking weed and trying to do the same thing. It is me. Oh, <laughs> Which button was I supposed to push? Right, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. All right. Well, cool. Yeah. Don't smoke tobacco. I, I take that. I, I take that uh, wisdom. Very good idea. Well, Wilson, we've got another caller on the line. Okay. Do you have any last thoughts? Uh, I don't. I uh, appreciate you guys allowing me to. Uh, participate a little bit. Uh, I wish you uh, continued and favorable success. Well, thank uh, you for coming on. All right. We've got John. Hello. Hi, how are you doing today? Great. How are you? I'm doing pretty well, actually, despite the weather. Oh, yeah. What's, what's the weather doing where you're at? Well, I'm out in New Jersey, and it's been very bipolar here so far. Ooh. Like one day it'll be really hot. Then maybe at nighttime it'll start raining. Had a couple of hurricanes actually, power outage like for a week. So Oh man. Yeah, a bit of a nuisance really. I'm losing uh Brandon's audio. Oh. Brandon, are you saying words? Brandon. He was. Yeah. <laughs> Say words, Brandon. You can do it. Nah, he's he's gone. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wow, John, you've done you've done it. You made him speechless. <laughs> Congratulations! Wow, that was quick. Yeah, <laughs> that was very good. <laughs> so kind of New Jersey. I guess uh, that's, that's what it was. You're working yeah. now. Yes. Yeah, okay. Wow. wow. Whoa, that was crazy. I got so excited about New Jersey, I broke my <laughs> phone. Oh man, I was saying, uh, yeah, my parents are from Jersey and there was an earthquake and I've never ever experienced an earthquake before, but it was like 3.6 or something. Yeah, that was unusual for Jersey, I would say. Uh, yeah. where, where are you from Jersey? No, actually I'm from London, but I uh, moved to New York and then I just moved to Jersey about a year ago. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah, it's still really close to, to New York though. It takes like 30 minutes to get to Midtown so I can still work out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where are you guys right now, LA? Or? Oh, 
LA. Uh, no, New York, I'm in, I'm in New York, New York City York. for yeah, me. I'm in New York. Yeah, I got you. Chicago. We all wish we were in LA right now, I believe. <laughs> That's on fire. I'm all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, the question we're posing today is uh, if you're uh, from more the millennial generation or the silent generation, what advice would you give to the, the sort of other? Um, the other, the I find part of the, to the millennial generation or to people after the millennial generation, because I'm a millennial myself. Yeah, yeah. So what, what advice do you have for the, the silent generation? For silent generation, I would say that uh, adults aren't always correct. A lot of the time when you grow up, a lot of learning is unlearning. So take everything as a pinch of salt. Uh, maintain a critical thinking aspect out of life because you're going to get a lot of information and it's going to seem like that is the uh, complete answer. But uh, it, often it is not. So take everything as a pinch of salt really study critical thinking i also mm-hmm. recommend like you know date date terms like fallacies for instance like i always thought that uh during the presidential elections there should be a moderator that actually yells out stop straw man argument stop ad hominem that sort of thing so we can actually get a proper debate going so a lot mm-hmm. of the times they uh attack the person instead of the argument so yeah. i feel like i would tell them that, you know first off study those fallacies and then intake information from there where do, where do you feel like you've learned this methodology? Just life itself? or? Um, well, actually, I bumped into a, a book actually like a few years ago called Just Crit- Critical Thinking. And as I was reading through it, a lot of these things I did learn from life, but it was very helpful to have it defined and written out for me. So um, from there on, I stopped. Uh, or I, I caught myself whenever I have like an um, opinion that is backed by emotion. That's something that I've managed to separate myself from a lot more easily because I actually know critical thinking by textbook. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're sort of bombarded today by so much information that you have to be exactly. good at filtering yeah. out a lot of things and yeah, try and keep absolutely. balance. Would you agree with yeah. that, Grandpa? You think people from your generation uh, don't do that enough or should heed that advice more? Well, I think, I think older people uh, are more stable in that in that regard some most of them uh they're not going to be as influenced as younger people from the media uh because they've seen you know th- over the years uh what actually has happened uh from uh from time to time not necessarily based on what they're hearing from the media so they i think they have a better sense of what uh what to expect and it's just like, say, in the stock market, one day you'll hear how it's going to go up and another day you'll hear how it's going to go down. And they, uh, younger people, I think, tend to act on that more so. And older people would tend to just kind of keep a steady, uh, a steady situation or steady foot on that. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I agree. I agree. So... Uh, yeah, I think the 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 flip side that sort I of like Fahrenheit four fifty one people. Yeah. Oh no, sorry. Oh, go yeah. on. Have the book. Oh okay. okay. So uh, yeah, I was just thinking. There's a lot of people who are comparing today, like nineteen eighty four. But um, as Grandpa was saying, it's more like uh, Fahrenheit four fifty one in the sense that we give up our freedom in uh, placement of instant information and entertainment, and when we're bombarded that much uh, from multiple outlets. A lot of the times, us as millennials, even, we don't know what to believe anymore. So you either kind of just become apathetic and separate yourself from everything, or you latch onto one side because everyone else is doing it. 
and you end up going down a tunnel of confirmation bias. I feel like the people that have already experienced things growing up, like boomers and all that, they've actually experienced it firsthand in real life. So they, uh, they're pretty set a lot of the time in what they saw and experienced and what their views are. And a lot of the times there's a miscommunication between the two generations because the uh, lack of understanding of where the other one's coming from. Yeah. Um, I agree with what you're, I agree with what you're saying uh, for sure. I, I, I wonder though, um, how do, how does, how do kids, this next generation find real news then? Like what, what's fake and what's not, or what's, you know, yada, 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 yada. Yeah. I, um, I even millennials, cause I myself find like Vinus is saying that I tend towards apathy only cause I get so frustrated at constant confirmation bias, whether it's from either side. Like, I don't know what, like there's no more just pure news without a spin. So I have to devour so much information just to find like a middle ground of what's actually going on, you know? You well, know, that's what they, you have a brain for. Yeah. And I think experiences help out too. Yeah. 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 I think going out and, and, and instead of just listening, yeah, I agree. Like have a brain, like instead of listening to everyone else, you actually have to use your, you have to go out there and do things and learn like if you're actually left or right, or if you're whatever you want, you know, whatever you think is, you've taught is right or wrong. You need to go out there and do those things and figure out, oh, okay, this is right or this is wrong or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So do things. Yeah. Don't be behind a computer all what, the time. What What if you don't have a brain, grandpa? That's my. <laughs> you follow that yellow book. You're not a big problem. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I um. I'm not talking about you personally. I'm just saying. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I'm more teasing. But I, I think that uh, it's hard because a a, a lot of um. A, a a lot of news today. Uh, I used to take news at face value. Um, which uh, I'd say ninety nine percent of all news itself has a political leaning one way or the other, and then it's sort of like you then you hear something that's the opposite and it's like, well, what, what facts am I actually getting? You know? Yeah. I, I briefly lost connection. My apologies. It's all good. We can hear you. Brilliant. Sorry. What were you saying, Sierra? Um, I was just going to say, uh, I know digital literacy is a really big deal in schools trying to figure out like what's the best age to start and like teaching kids, like, just how to navigate the internet and mm. computers in general. And then also trying to teach kids like as they get older, like how to identify what looks dubious and what doesn't like, I know some schools are trying to do that. Yeah, man, that, that's that got to be very scary too for the next generation is like, what if my kid gets on some type of extreme website and then next thing you know, they're out here like, I don't know, throwing up gang signs or something doing something extreme because because they found a brotherhood online um yeah that sounds awful um yeah they should teach that literacy there's a lot of people that are on the fringe you might say that are that uh, partake in the internet and uh use it to espouse their their views but uh, a lot of them are crazy yeah it kind of reminds me of the radio station like pirate radio like back in the day type of radios where it was like People on radio stations just hooting and hollering about random stuff. That's how the internet is times a thousand. Now, now, now pirate radio is just 4chan. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, Reddit. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, yeah. are you gonna? Ha- uh, are you planning on having any children, John? I actually have a daughter. She's uh, three years old. Oh, perfect. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. how you doing? How, how do you feel? Up? You have her questioning everything. Do you have her figure out what water is before you give it to her? <laughs> <laughs> well, right now, I'm just, I'm just kind of talking to her like she's an adult and explaining everything I'm doing. She's she was premature, so uh, I did some research and only preemies they. Uh, uh, their vocal, uh, their vocals are stunted, so she's not quite talking in sentences yet. She's more so mixing words together. So, uh, but when uh, she take, I, I explain things to her just like she's an adult, though. I'm hoping that, like, maybe it will, you know, subconsciously ingrain somewhere, but not quite at the point where I have to worry about what, what she's learning quite yet. I mean, uh, the, the other day though, when she was in nursery, I, she started, uh, I guess, the national anthem saying "Under God," and we're not a religious family, not to get in that topic, and. Yeah. Um, I was just kind of like, uh, you know, you don't have to say it if you don't want to. You know, I'm not sure if she understood me quite yet, but like uh, I wanted to be able to just question me. I don't want to tell her what to do, but I wanted to be able to come home with questions when she is in school mm-hmm. and me being able to uh, give my point of view without telling her that's wrong, you know. Yeah. And this is like obviously wrong, like hell Satan and all that. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I like that idea. That would, I would like to think the same thing if I had kids to come home and be like, I don't know about saying this and that yeah and a lot of the time if you tell them something and you you kind of do it with like a forced attitude then uh, you know as kids they're going to want to do the opposite just out of spite a lot of the time yeah Uh, john at what uh, age did you come to the u.s i came to the u.s when i was nine then i went back to london for about two years came back for uh, middle school so like oh wait no that was a little longer so 14 years old when i moved back I was in Kansas actually for my high school career. I really hated it there. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much a um, an American with a slight British accent. So. Mm. And and what, what is you? your what is your profession now? What uh, what type I'm of a, uh, you Yeah, I do film composition for like you know short uh, film, student films, all that, and I also produce for you know singers, artists, rappers, and all that. What. Uh, what video camera would you buy today? Oh, I don't do video uh, cinematography. I just do. I write music. At school. Oh, you write yeah, music. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, not that yeah, cinematography is not cool. I mean, that's do you uh, do you do your own arranging or? Yeah, I do everything. Like, because I play violin, piano, guitar, bass, pretty much anything with strings, um, except for wow. the harp. And I had a composition background. But I also produce, I can make any genre. So like, uh, I'm very versatile. So that's why I have a different set of clients for each, you know, uh, category that I need to maintain. Wow. I see. I do recording. Uh, uh, audio Pardon? recording. I do recording. Audio recording. Oh, nicely done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what kind of audio recording? Like, uh, for well, I've done everything classical, uh, country, rock, whatever. Oh, nice. So you're an engineer good. then? Having done, you know, whatever someone is interested in. Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah. are you an engineer then? Like an audio engineer, uh, would you say? So, so it's more of a hobby, but I've become, I'd say I'm semi-professional. Got you. Because you're, you're earning from it, so. Right. I've been learning, yeah. and I was always into electronics when I was 14 years old. I built amplifiers and pre-amplifiers and so forth, and I kind of got away from that. And then later in life... After I retired, I got back into into doing into doing music and recording. 
I've always been. That's, 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 a, that's an engineer mindset right there. If you actually built your own amps, that's really impressive. Mm. What well, do you do now? What Sorry. what uh, are you are you uh, published on on the internet or anything to listen to your music? Yeah, I have a few links up to my own music. In terms of like the artists I work with, they own the song and I get royalties. But I do have my music up. Yeah, and, and what what type of genre do you do? So like I, uh, my main genre or my most uh, comfortable genre is like you know classical sort of scores like film. But um, after that, I'd say rock. I'd have to do a lot of R&B and rap music or trap music. That's my least favorite is the trap stuff. But, uh-huh. um, yeah, my main genre, I would say, is either it's like kind of rock and classical. Uh, sometimes I combine the two, but that's the personal music I like to make. Well, why are you, why have, are you here? For, sorry. Why are you here for this second before you leave? You go ahead and give us your you know information so you can people can know how to get in contact with you. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah thank would, you. Um, I, I would be very interested because I have a close friend who is a cellist from Denmark and uh, he's played for people to fill out the orchestra and another friend who is a great composer and he's a violinist as well. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, that's my main instrument too. I also actually have a cello song as well. It's a live recording called Lucy's Diary. If you, uh, I, you know, I'm trying to get that recorded properly though. But if you, if you, if you want to show him that one, see how, what he thinks of it <laughs> as a cellist. Yeah. Sure, and and let me let me get your. Is there a way for you to send your your information uh, so that we can find it on the internet or whatever? Well, yeah. Also, if you guys have a pen and paper, I can uh, also just uh, yeah. Go on. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I have it. Brilliant. Yes. It's R E O R E O. Just one. Z A N. Z A N. And uh, that's it. If you just type in uh, that on YouTube, SoundCloud. Uh, uh, Instagram, you will come up. How do you say the, uh, Rayo Zen. I'm going to have to get the information from you, Finus, or Sierra, because yeah. I didn't. My hearing is not great. I, so. Oh, sorry. I got you. I got okay. it. Yeah. Um, nice. We, we can also okay. put a link in the description of your stuff. So. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Uh, thank you. Nice that you're interested. Yeah, thanks. Well, John, yeah. we've got our next caller coming up. But uh, thank you so much. Can't wait to check out your stuff. Thanks yeah, for coming luck. on. Awesome. Thanks for letting me uh, come on. Uh, it was a pleasure. Yeah. Such a pleasure. Thank you. All righty. We've got Les. Hello. Hello. Mr. Perrier. Yes. Hello. Hello. What How's is good? Can you hear me? Yeah. Perfect. Sound great. Okay. I, I couldn't tell. No, everything's good. It's been a while since I talked to you. I, I, how's everybody doing over there? All right. All right. Good to, yeah. hear, good to hear from you. Doing yeah. the doing. Yeah. What's the topic of the day? It's uh, generational. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're basically, <laughs> we're my, the first question, and then there's a couple more if we get to it, but it's basically what advice do you have for the opposite generation from you? And then, uh, the, just just to get them out of the way, what what do you hate about uh, millennials? What do you love about millennials? And what what do you think that you could learn from us? So those are the four things that I've actually been thinking about. My goodness! No, oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and go. <laughs> well, do me a favor. Um, yes. Define the age range today for millennials. Wow. I guess, uh, what would you say? Like 20, it's like, we'll say, 
what 23 to 35 something like that yeah sure i don't know no, i just realized i'm not a millennial <laughs> yeah. yeah me either i'm a boomer that seems to be a a, a bad thing these days uh, and it yeah. always it always goes that way we'll be the bad guy sooner or later when yeah. was the first time you heard the phrase okay boomer have you heard of it uh yeah it uh i don't know i heard about it a couple of years ago or something okay but okay. yeah and now now i hear you know you're a karen um, people say that to you personally no <laughs> no i'm just saying that's a phrase i've been hearing yeah, recently oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i think that i think that just popped up and uh my my sister's name is karen oh, and no. she she is not happy about this <laughs> she said that she, she said that she's going to change her name so <laughs> She's going to go talk to someone's manager about it. <laughs> what I want to know is who comes up with these things and, and all of a sudden it becomes official. Uh, uh, black Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, it's true. Yeah. Millennials. No, I think that's a good topic. Um, millennials are great kids. I, I mean, to me, they're kids. Um, I've got... Uh, my youngest son is 44, so I guess he'd be, would that be a Gen X maybe? I'm not sure. Yeah, I guess really, com- I'm really confused about all the. Yeah. The, um, yeah. Yeah. It changes too. among different lines for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but no, um, what I, what I like about the millennials is that they were, is that they are, are very, um, from what I can tell, they're very, um, relational, I guess is the best word I can think of. Mm. They actually want to, uh, to interact with, with people. Um, the way that they interact may be virtual or like, like this, or, you know, by their phone that's attached to their ear. You know, I have this theory. I think that, um, when the millennials get to be my age, my and grandpa's age, um, they they're going to have a uh, um, a neck that is their neck and their head is not going to be re- able to raise up straight. It's going <laughs> no, to be it's going to oh, be man. at this. 45 degree angle. So I might give that to you, man. That feels like it could. It's already <laughs> starting to happen. I, I guess you, I, yeah, no, I, I believe that. I, uh, yeah. But I shouldn't say anything. I stay on my phone all the time. <laughs> I, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so, I want, I'd, be, I'd be concerned, uh, and which I wasn't when I was um, at the age that a, a millennial is today. At that age, I didn't ever concern myself about things like. Social Security, they would seem like so far off. But if I was a millennial today, I would be concerned about the situation with, uh, you know, losing Social Security and other uh, other uh, programs that the that we now have uh, today. I'm concerned about it right now. I want to know what it's going. You're more mature than a lot of younger people. We'll be working until we're like 83 and then they'll be like. 
you ain't dead yet. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, Grandpa, you got three years till you start collecting. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 that's my our generation. <laughs> but that's a great point because uh, I semi-retired, and um, uh, I'm 69 years old and still working probably three quarters of the time. And um, uh, if it wasn't for my social security, I wouldn't, I don't, I mean, I wouldn't make it. So um, because uh, I was in a profession, well, 25 years, I was in corporate world, last 23 have been in ministry and we don't get in ministry. We don't, (laughs) we don't get any uh, pension. So it's all according to what you can, hopefully save and oh wow you know that can be that can be difficult but like i said oh, yeah. if it what if, yeah. if it wasn't for social security i'm not sure what i would do and um uh do you get a pension um i'm sorry i call you grandpa what's your name bart. again bart b-a-r-t bart no i don't have a pension but i do get social security and i have some other source of income as well okay so i i, I do work part-time and uh, I do have another source of income, but but I, you know, when I was younger, I thought oh, Social Security is such a, a pittance that it would never mean anything to me. But but as things turned out in life, it is important to me, and um, and I think that uh, there's right now. Of course, I don't know what's going to be the future, but right now it looks like uh, they were talking about running out of uh, the Social Security funds in yeah. a relatively short time. Now, there's no reason why they couldn't raise the the rates and also take the uh, the ceiling off of of uh, Social Security for the amount of income that's earned. Yeah, but, that, um, that's true. Yeah, but yeah, because uh, there, they, I was just going to say there were several years there when I was in the corporate world that I maxed out on um, Social Security con- contributions, and. Um, yeah, uh, I don't see why that couldn't be raised. That would help. Um, but it looks like they're they're going to raise the age too. I guess. Well, they well already they've already done that, did, right? and they're yeah. continuing. Yeah, yeah, sixty-seven. You can go to the Social Security website right now and see what you're going to get. All right, what what you put in and what you'll get monthly. Um, oh, okay, okay. You want, you want I, I know like, when I was. I'm sorry. No, I, I just feel I like. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go on, you know, Brandon age and uh, Minus's age and, and Sierra's age. I, I, that was the last thing in my mind to even think about. But but uh, things do sneak up on you. And uh, it's good to know that you have it in, in the event that you don't have other sources of income. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a good point, because uh, when I was their age, all I was wanting to do was spend it. And uh, basically... I spent it for 40 years and then I got to being 60 and I looked around and I thought I have no money. And so I, I took a part-time job with the post office who we don't know is still going to survive or not. Um, but, uh, and so that uh, helped to supplement my income and I was able, you know, the last five years of, my working life, I was able to save a pretty good chunk. And that was Social Security and the part-time job. Uh, I think I'll think I'll make it. What do you think of the situation right now with what's going on with the post office? I know in my particular instance, 
there were two Mondays uh, about a month ago when mm -hmm. we didn't mail wasn't delivered at all. Yeah, um, well, <laughs> I tell you what, I would not depend on the post office to mail any ballots. Let me just put it that way, because um, uh, mail gets lost, mail gets um, uh, put in wrong boxes. Uh, sometimes, see, the thing that was happening with us is that we would receive our, the truck would come and bring us the mail to deliver, and they'd be there about seven o'clock. Okay, so we would come in at eight and all the and all the mail was there. And so we could begin to sort it and then, you know, take it out would be on the road by nine o'clock. But when I left the post office, the truck wasn't coming in till 10, 1030. And uh, so they weren't even getting out on the road till noon. And yeah, once it gets once it gets dark, I mean, they're they're coming in. Um, so. Well, yeah, all my life, they've always delivered the mail on time. And this last month was the only time in my life where I've seen that they actually didn't deliver mail two different Mondays in a row. Hmm. And uh, I think it's a very uh, serious situation. Yeah. They're destroying well, the post office. Yeah. yeah. Well, Bart, they, um, they've really cut back on their hiring. I know that uh, when I left that uh, they – we were down two people on our routes and we were having to double up on routes, which, you know, didn't help that. And when I left, I mean, that was another one that they didn't replace. So yeah. they've really cut back on that. And, um, you know, the revenues are affected, uh, by, uh, uh, digital content, email, text, um, uh, you know, all that stuff that, you used to actually have to put a stamp on an envelope. Um, I mean, that's really uh, lost a lot of revenue with, uh, you know, UPS and, uh, and FedEx and all that guy and all that. Uh, and, 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 the, and, and the post office carries all of the government mail. Isn't that called franking? Uh, for, for without charging the government for it. Yes, that's true. And all that government mail. Right. And the post office also carries, or at least up until the last year or so, when uh, Amazon got their trucks, uh, they they cut a deal with Amazon to where they were losing money on every package. And the thing about it was, was that they were carrying all of Amazon's packages. And so... Uh, where where nobody worked on Sunday before, I mean, it was like a six day week. Now it's a seven day week in order to get yeah. the Amazon done, and mm -hmm. so anyway. But I see it, more. I, go ahead. I'm sorry. I see more and more Amazon trucks on the road all the time making deliveries now. Yeah, and that's gonna and that's going to reduce revenue also for a post office. Um, even though they were losing money, they were getting something in. Um, so. I don't know. I, I it's just um, we'll see. I, like I said, I think I'll go to my polling place, and that's where I will vote. Um, because, like I said, I know what happens in the post office, and I I don't think I would trust that. But that's just well, me. I, I think, that's I think the most there's story. there's more uh, mail-in ballots election than I think ever. Right in all of the history of 
presidential elections. Yes, and this is like, probably the most important. They're saying that the election results won't even be in by the by the same day. Like, And Les, having worked at the post office, do you find it very coincidental that all of these things that are going on are lining up with November 5th or November, you know, like, <laughs> the election? <laughs> so you want me to be a conspiracy theorist, eh? No, so, no, I'm just curious <laughs> what you're about the facts, you know. Yeah. No, no, it's 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 I'm I'm right there with you. It does seem to be very coincidental. Uh it's going to be uh it's going to be interesting to see like I think the Bart said or somebody, you know, they uh will probably won't know who won until a week later. Yeah. And so that bothers me because a lot of things can be be done in a week. Uh, well, California took seven weeks, like uh, from the time that they started uh, counting the ballots to all of the mail-ins. It took seven weeks start to finish in California. So that's that's a very, very long. I mean, you probably will get a, a picture within the first day, probably week, but for everything that counted. It's a mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Um, probably the most important election we've ever had in this country, and it's a mess. So I have in a, your I lifetime have, or ever? Ever. I th- well, I don't. I can't say forever, but definitely in my lifetime, yes. Yeah, so. yeah, I would agree with that, Bart, and mine too. So it's, uh, um, it's very sad that uh, that things are being being uh, damaged or torn apart the the institutions of the U.S. right now. Yeah, that's that kind of sounds like what they said in the '60s, wasn't it, Bart? It's kind of it's kind of yeah. bad that you're that, talking about the uh, the war. The the uh, well, yeah. we were we were kind of uh, protesting the establishment, as we called it, right? And right. Uh, so, so we were trying to change the the infrastructure and all that. So but I that guess was, that's yeah. Guess that's, that was the guess more that's, liberal, and not the conservatives doing it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But it's uh yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. I so would you guys be against um doing this online then, voting online? Is there is there an issue with if someone was like, Hey, you're gonna you can do your vote online? That is so terrifying. It is so terrifying. Is it just as terrifying as the, the post office? Because yeah, I just got in talking about all the um, issues more, the more post so. office had. Well, more so. It'd be quicker. We learn the we, we have well, to wait. Oh, well, to well, a lot of people bank online, and you have a pen, and and yeah. you're talking about I money mean, moving in with brokers and bank accounts. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it it just seems like if. All the stuff that you guys are saying is true, which it does sound like it's true about the post office and all the issues that they have and how terrible of uh, how easily it can be manipulated and how easily it can be like, you know, fucked with. Well, that same thing with me voting online, wouldn't it? And then there's still more access for people, too, because, I mean, I think it'd be easier for people that don't have Internet or, uh, or don't have an address to vote at a library rather than by mail, you know. The, the, the problem, one of the problems with voting online or mail-in ballots is that one of the concepts of voting was that somebody went in a booth and no one else could go in with them mm-hmm. and they weren't influenced. They couldn't be influenced by anyone. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going to happen if there is mail-in voting or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a negative point for mail-in voting. But which is more important to protect people from the COVID virus? and make sure that 
uh, you know, that they get to vote. The problem right now is that they just don't have enough polling uh, in many states. They don't have enough polling uh, areas, you know, to, yeah. to cast your ballot. And, and Bart, why, Bart, why is that? I mean, uh, why is it less? Why are there less polling places now than there were four years ago? It's it's just political because if there if it, it, you're in a particular uh, either conserv if you're in a conservative area and uh, let's say you're in a conservative area but the government is controlled by liberals mm-hmm. they're going to try to cut down the vote or vice versa it's, right um, you know, because it, it really doesn't politics. make sense because we haven't got our population has grown you would think they would have more places to vote rather than less places yeah. to vote. Um, but see, but see, the whole argument to me about um, it's not safe because of COVID. Uh, well, then you might as well shut Walmart down um, yeah. <laughs> because there are a lot, a lot of a lot of people, more people closely together in Walmart than there w- would be in a, a polling place. Um, yeah. there, there's so. no, there's no excuse for it. There's no reason not to have sufficient polling areas. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. It but sure it's is. A political, it's a political thing that, that some of yeah. the uh, politicians are causing. I, still to go back to the, the online thing, Mon- even money-wise and funding, do you, don't you think there's like more, can we like put like I mean, Google or like, so my, and do all that? You're, you're talking about bank statements. Like, like my, my family, uh, they got identity theft. Like it made me realize how fucking easy it is just for someone to like leak your information mm-hmm. uh, uh and someone to move everything you have from like like i, I mean with I, I feel like if if people that had a vested interest in fucking up are, are uh, uh, computers and we're trying to target everything like i don't think it would be that difficult to at least make a little bit of a dent um, yeah, I I agree. I just I, I think what do you the, think the, the what, what I do you think feel the pros and the cons. I I mean I feel between voting by mail or voting via the internet, I think they're essentially the same to me. And I think that if I had to pick one between the other, like I mean the risk of the two of like being like the issues between it, and I will probably pick internet because it gives more voices to people that are stuck at home, like my you know anybody that can't really get outside. To go um, and people that can't, well, I guess you can do the same thing with mail too. Hmm. They, they both seem like the worst case scenario, but I, I think voting via the internet it just seems more accessible for people. Yeah. Well, the yeah. problem with that is that well, one, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't have internet. There's like thousands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to say thousands. That's true. Of people who don't have internet, like in the mountains and like rural areas, and really trashy urban areas they don't have access to internet and also um all the studies say that i don't know what's the content of the studies but all the studies say that paper ballot voting is the safest form even versus like the polling machines and stuff because you guys remember do you guys remember like maybe it was the beginning of this year there was some little like mini scandal i think during the primaries about voting machines that weren't putting out the right information like you vote for one person and it would have the other person in there there was like mm-hmm. all this controversy during the primaries about uh the polling machines and can the polling machines be trusted and the polling machines haven't been updated in so many years and mm-hmm. they're old and unreliable like you even have that risk when you're going in in person but they're saying that like having 
just a straight up paper ballot. Like if you could go into a polling place and just do a paper you ballot, know, that would be more reliable. I agree. I bet it's a lot easier to hide a thousand uh, internet votes, but it'd be a lot harder for me to hide a thousand paper votes. I right. agree with that. Yeah, we yeah. should do both. But the thing, about, yeah, the thing about the paper mm-hmm. votes is how you do the paper votes. Because from I don't know if you guys are are old enough to remember uh, the twenty. 20 election with uh, with President Bush and um, I can't even remember the other guy's name. Um, uh, Al Gore. Al Gore. Yeah. Al Gore. Yeah. And and the problem with the paper ballots and um, in, in Florida. Yeah. The Chads. So the what? But, What's the Chad? The, the Chad. The Chad is you know what a Chad is. It's a punch card. You would punch uh, your your selection and then, and then the the deal is is that you would punch it, and then um, a piece of paper, you know, would fold back on the other side, and so that's called a Chad. If I got that right, guys. Well, we know. Chad now that's is a whole another thing for us. Oh, is so. it? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but it, 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 it's it's really ridiculous that in today's age that we don't have a way to be certain that every person gets a vote. And without yeah, all issues yeah. and trying to create issues uh, for an election. Uh, well, isn't just, there, isn't it factual that there's a lot of people that are trying to implement voter suppression like in our government? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. like permanent. Yeah. It all, it's, it's constantly yeah. happening. What, what it's is, always I, been that way. What is the solution? Like how? <sighs> I don't know. You know, I'm in favor. I'm in favor of number one, you have to be a citizen of the country. And number two, you need to be able to have proper identification in order to get a ballot. Um, to me, I don't, I don't see, I mean, then just anybody can walk in, but they, but they do check the list, but the only problem with the registration list is that they're so outdated. Uh, there are a lot, a lot of dead people on there and, all sorts of things. So those haven't been cleaned up. So there's a lot of, so there's a lot of opportunity, you know, for somebody who uh, knows that so and so is dead, and you know they get a hold of their social security number or something, and then they register and they vote themselves and the dead person. Mm-hmm. So there's all sorts. Well, but of every things. everyone gets a social security number, right? R- right. Yes. So. If you identify yourself and you can show that you you know your social security number, maybe they will have a photograph. But they you know show social security number. Wouldn't that be a, a fairly uh, responsible way to do it? Uh, you know, if yeah, I think so. Social security, mm-hmm. and then everyone that's over, I guess, eighteen would have you know an opportunity to vote. Well, what do you think about the push? I don't guess it's going to happen this this uh, go round. But what do you think about the push to move the age back to sixteen? I, know, I never, knew, I never knew it was sixteen. But no, it's not. But uh, the Democrats were wanting uh, to change it to move it back to sixteen. Well, I don't know if a person some people would have the maturity and some wouldn't. But then again, some people that are fifty don't have the maturity. So I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. True. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. Sixteen. Some of these sixteen-year-olds and kids that are have nothing to do besides learn. They know quite a bit about what's going on. 
I mean, it so, wouldn't really create any extra, any like huge uptick in like useless votes or like uninformed I mean, voters, you know? I think it definitely helped the liber- liber- liberal side because young people straight are super liberal, usually. Right. I mean, but I mean, that's probably why the, the right wouldn't want that to happen. But, but getting getting back to millennials, um, what do y'all think about uh, are, are they conservative or the, do they swing toward the conservative side or the liberal side or somewhere in between moderate or? Well, Finus mm. just said that uh, they're more liberal, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think they're either. I mean, I don't know, I guess neoliberal, liberal or moderate. I don't think there's many conservative. I mean, I'm, I know there are a lot of conservative um, youth, young people because they're probably far, far right. But then they're still in that close. That's just they're real liberal. I don't know. Young people are really extreme until they figure stuff out. I, and, and really I think a, a huge problem. No, just uh, the, that the younger that you get on a, a voting scale, like the less people in any age range that vote. So like, like 18 year olds are the least likely to vote out of any age in oh, like, I didn't know that. the U.S. And yeah, yeah. And so it's like, how do you fix that? Like, oh, my my like my conspiracy. It's my conspiracy time, guys. So Ooh, let's hear it. My, <laughs> let's do it so my voting, my voting conspiracy theory is that most at least my experience across the board has been whenever i've in a history when i've been in in a history class as a child i get to learn about the native american tribes i get to learn about you know all the indigenous people the jurassic period whatever came before that you know the hunters and gatherers and then the vikings and we learn and then randomly we switch and go all the way to greece and they tell me about Mesopotamia and where Rome came from and where Greece came from. And then we go to England and we learn about English history. And then we come back to American history way ran. It just, it's a weird train and we go all the way to American history. Okay. But then you start at the beginning again. So the native American tribes, the pilgrims, some weird version of what Thanksgiving was. Um, <laughs> yeah, Christopher <laughs> Columbus, the greatest man whoever could be. Mm-hmm. Um, all these great National history holiday. lessons. National holiday, man. Yeah. And you start with when does America start? 1700s. You go from there. You keep going. You keep going through the times. Uh, 1800s. Some weird version of Civil War history. Uh, Whatever happens after that, the 1900s, you kind of whiz by those. Nothing cool happened there. Just, you know, women's rights and all that stuff. So we cruise through there. And then it's like out of nowhere that you get to World War II. Sorry, you stop at World War II. Then you go on and it seems like there's no time to talk about anything relevant news and history wise when you're in history class. It's like you spend half your life talking about the indigenous tribes you go on to the Civil War, you spend a whole lot of time talking about really just the Holocaust, not even World War II. And then it's like two weeks before summer starts, they're like, now we're going to talk about Vietnam to present day. And you don't really get tested on it. You can't really learn anything about it. And you don't learn about any of the more relevant political decisions here and abroad that would help form your political opinion. And that's why we have low voter turnout because you Mm -hmm. have to get slapped in the face by life as an adult. Mm -hmm. And then you have your own 
political opinion based on how shitty your yeah. life is. Isn't that crazy that they put those like last two weeks right when everybody's thinking about like their beach trip? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Every time. Yeah. Every time. Who? Oh, man. I don't. I'm not. I haven't researched the 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 at least in New Jersey, like the the history of the superintendents and public school, school systems. But like I have uh, like it seems very like mapped out in a specific way everywhere in the country. Um, and some places it's just worse than others. Like there's no like, oh yeah, this is like the top tier education where we learn this and this and this, and this is why I know it's all. Yeah. Uh, I got to college and my professor was like, so listen, you guys know what happened with, uh, Vietnam. Right. And we're like, no, (laughs) like 20 kids are like, no, (laughs) you know how hard it is to take care of like a bunch of angsty anarchy kids. You know, you you can't let them all be woke because then you can't be a teacher. It's hard. You got to keep some sheep. Um, that's at least the hope of it, I would think. I mean, I, uh, I mean well, it was clearly what's Was happening. it like this? 50 year, uh, Grandpa and Les, like in your uh, high school education systems? Was that the same experience? Well, I remember I was in high school back in the 50s, in the mid 50s. Um, and we pretty much, and I'm trying to recall back then, but we pretty much studied. Philadelphia history, uh, William Penn, and uh, uh, the uh, from 1776 on, you know, yeah. uh, studied about George Washington and so on and so forth. But um, I was never great. Uh, I didn't have a great interest in history when I was young. Today, I probably would. Um, but um, uh, Sierra, did you study history? Was that your major in school? Uh, no, I was, I did like Spanish and television. So I actually ended up learning a lot about Spanish history and, or Latin American history and some Spanish history. Um, but like right up, I remember specifically in high school, just, we didn't, I, it was, I remember it was a whole two weeks and I was like, this seems, this all seems very important. This all seems rather relevant. It was like the sixties, Vietnam. We didn't talk about any of the, uh, racial stuff of the sixties. Just mm-hmm. know that martin luther king existed and it was like 60s vietnam nixon oh, wow. was maybe two days rather than like Hundred one Man march is all the i remember the moon oh, um oh, michael wow. jackson maybe and then wow, that's 9-11 it. that's it yeah, yeah we, uh, i'm sorry no i was just gonna say in the 60s is is when i went to high uh, to school I think Bart said he in the 50s mine was in the 60s and what we did is we would have uh, one year of world history, and we 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 talked about everything outside of the United States, and then the next year we do American history, and so we we really got a good flavor, I think, of the of the foundations, you know, of our country and things like that. Of course, you know, it only came up to about the end of the fifties, <laughs> so because. That's as far as we were at the time, but uh, and the other stuff, Bart and I we lived through. So we, I guess we are history, Bart. Yeah, I'm learning true. more now about the racial history in the last few years than I knew anything about. Really, I mean, I knew some of it, but very little, and yeah. uh, more of it is coming out now, and uh, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yes, I. Uh, 
finest is conspiracy side is I think history is just propaganda. I don't really, I'm not a big fan. I mean, I love history. I, I love history. I love learning about things. I, I just want to say but, every time. Yeah. Oh, they're live. Sorry. Can you Brandon, I don't know why, but your audio and, uh, and video are kind of out of sync and stopping and starting. I don't know if you can hear me. Can you hear me now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh. Okay. Oh, I just every time someone said brought up the word conspiracy, then they, they followed it with a very rational, good argument that <laughs> made right. perfect sense. Well, that's, it tells you what the situation we're in. But no, I I, I think uh, history is is straight propaganda, man. Yeah. Like depending on who I who what I read it from, whose perspective I read it from, uh, it changes everything. You know. I I, uh, I bet a lot of people in India don't know what the British did all the you know the whole time or are people in I bet people in Britain don't know that don't know what they, they did to India. Yeah. Um probably the other way around. Yeah. I'm sure people there don't know what they did. Uh and I'm sure we don't know what we're doing to people um in different countries and cuz of course why would we tell our citizens? Yeah. Who would that, tell us? That would make us bad students cuz then we're hipping hollering in class about how much we living in a lie. <clears throat> well, fortunately, uh, I think people are becoming more and more educated as time goes on. And, uh, what, what I want to know is why would you want to tear down a Christopher Columbus statue? I don't understand that. Because he represents, he represents a colonizing something, colonizing things. and, and a lot of his, on, Go ahead. A lot of his reputation had been exaggerated by American history. Like he came, he came to the Americas or the Caribbean as like a conqueror. Like he raped and pillaged to such an extent that he got, was it disowned or disavowed by the, by the Spanish that sent him in the first place? Like once word got back to the, all the things he'd done as far, like he basically tried to commit, I don't know if he'd succeeded or not. Cause I don't know the exact like definition, but he, did his darndest to commit genocide once he got here to the Americas. Yeah, well, that's information I didn't know, so that's good to know. One other is why why Abraham Lincoln? Um, I only heard about one statue of Abraham Lincoln that people wanted to tear down, and it was just because the way that the statue, it was like kind of like the implication or like the energy, not energy, but you know what I mean? The message that the statue was like kind of displaying, unless I think, you know, like the actual deep whole backstory behind building it, but just what you see from the statue, it kind of looks like, it kind of looks like a, like a black person is like super ingratiated to Abraham Lincoln. Like it doesn't, it it looks a bit subservient. That's the only story I've heard about yeah. a Lincoln statue <laughs> wanting to be torn down, though. Oh, sorry, there could be like, others. Because yeah. then I'm thinking about, like, Jesus and Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> Black man's two favorite things. Uh, Les, <laughs> Les, we do have another caller on the line. If you have any okay. last thoughts. Uh, no, I appreciate your, the time and you letting me come on. It's, it's always, a, always a joy. So I hope you guys have oh, a good you're rest a great of your day. Guest, yeah, we had a really great discussion. Um, you're yeah. going to be muted, but you can stay on and listen if you want to. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Have a great day. Um, I do, you know, Sierra, I have a question, though. Home, hold on. Hi, Cassandra. Okay. Hello. Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes. Hi, how are you? 
Good, how are you? We're great. Okay, what were you saying, Finance? All right, here's my question. If you're a person that gets a statue made out of you, right? at what point do you, like, what do you do to get it knocked down? Like, you know, like, how many wrongs do you get? What, what wrong could you have done to get yourself knocked down? Compared to what good you've done, more wrong than right. Maybe? Some raping and pillaging. I mean, That's what I'm thinking, yeah, you know, I was thinking, I was thinking the whole raping thing would get you like knocked off, right? No yeah. more, no more uh, statue of you. But what if you discovered a nation? What did I do to discover that nation? Who did I exploit in order to discover that nation? Well, not my people of that nation. Maybe, maybe, maybe so. Ooh, ooh, you never know what type of statue it is. You're right. I. Uh, I saw Robert Kennedy uh, just before he was uh, killed. And the one thing that he talked about primarily was how uh, how badly we treated the American Indians. That was his uh, main speech at the uh, at the at the uh, uh, together that when we were together. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hope you wrote a check, too. Right. <laughs> I was making a facetious joke. I was like, oh, his, his, his sorry was like, oh, man, that's a, that makes me feel better over here in this reservation. <laughs> um, but uh, our, our guest, I'm sorry. Yeah, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm okay. I'm not actually, uh, I'm just listening <laughs> oh, no, to the conversation. You're still our guest, and we want to hear from you. Yeah. I'm not super political, so I don't know... Um, really how much I can contribute, but it is interesting to hear your points of view. Oh, that's all right. You sound like you might be from England. No, oh, no, I'm not. I'm American. <laughs> okay. I wish um, that. I do love their accents. The, 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 the starting topic that sort of got us on all of this is I've been asking either millennials or silent generation back and forth, like what is one piece of advice that you would give to the opposite generation? Um, and then with that, what is one thing that you hate about the other generation? One thing that you love and what is something that you might learn from them? So Hmm. yeah, I bring it back to a, a baseline. Yeah. So one thing that I, well, my mom is in the older generation. She's uh, 61. And I know she struggles with um, like finding new jobs with her age range and stuff like that. And the one thing I dislike the most is uh, how she beats herself up because her generation was known to you know, work at one place and be there for a very long time usually and it's something that I'm trying to explain to her for my generation that it's not necessarily like that anymore and I don't necessarily want to stay at one job for 30 years and retire you know I want to get more experience and eventually do my own thing not necessarily be with uh, one company for such a long time or work for someone forever so that's one thing that uh, we do butt heads on sometimes my grandparents as well (laughs) They also want me to stay at one place and and get as much as I can out of it. But I'm like it's, fighting it's that how, internal. It, it's weird how commonplace it it uh, used to be, but it feel it would be like hell to just picture yourself like living your life on that desk or in that office. Like you, you know that you're going to retire there. You know. Yeah, and I that have coworkers that are you know in the older generation too, and I admire them for being there for so long. But I just I can't, you know. Yeah. What do you uh, what do you what do you do and what do you aspire to do? 
Uh, uh, so I uh, I work at a manufacturing facility. I'm mm-hmm. a process engineer, and I also project manage a, a major project as well. So my role is more behind the scenes, building reports and updating processes that help our shop run smoother. Oh, wow. Yeah. What type of product do you make? Uh, we do sheet metal manufacturing. So wow. anything from mm, frames to sub-assemblies, we do some electromechanical assembly, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Wow. Yeah. Welding and bending and cutting. Yes, exactly. And, yeah. and you yep, know, like we have the- lasers and punches and all that forming equipment. Do a lot of logistic stuff, logistic work. Yes. Yep. That too. So I've had a chance to learn a lot, you know. It's a pretty small company, so I've learned the whole flow, but I don't know what I want to do anymore. And it's hard to convince people that I don't want to be there forever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's great. It's great. I I think I had a similar thing when I was leaving. I lived in Indiana, but moved here to New York. And it was Mm -hmm. kind of that same thing of like, I, I don't know. I just want to go out and live life. And, and, yeah. and I think so much of the, like, I don't know, I don't want to stereotype the old generation so much, but I do think that like a big part of them was like getting a good job and, and, and working somewhere and raising a family was like, that is, that was the goal. And mm-hmm. uh, I think this generation just has maybe a different goal, especially if you come from mm-hmm. like households that you see that and like you see a happy home, but that's to you as a kid is like, Oh, this is just whatever. I do admire them, though, for for being able to stay somewhere so long, being very loyal. I mean, you always want to be loyal somewhere, but it's hard. And they were given health insurance was important and and a pension and so forth, which not everybody offers that anymore. So Mm -hmm. I really changed in that respect. Yeah, it's very true. I could barely see myself staying in a career uh, my whole life. It's no, no, let alone working for somebody for my uh, working life. Did you work somewhere else besides, uh, did you change careers in your lifetime? Yeah, I was in the medical field. And oh, wow. Now I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I miss it, but I miss it though. I get what you're saying. Like I, I miss it and it's something like so romantic about like, oh, I've been, I've been a medical provider for 20 years or 40 years. And, you know, there's something so cool to say something about that. But uh, also, I, there's a lot of cold feet behind it, too, that I'm like, I don't want to do this for my whole life. You know, I don't want to <laughs> hate true. this. Yeah, that's the other thing. You don't want to grow to hate something that you've been doing for so long. And once you lose that passion, it, it kind of feels like you're just going through the motions. Yeah. Maybe that's a part of the journey, though. You start hating it and then you come back and love it. And then you'd be like, I've been glad I've been at this factory for 45 years. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That could happen. It's weird with like jobs and stuff though, right? Where it's like sometimes I, I see myself of like, oh man, it would be so cool to say like, I'm doing this. And then I was like, but I don't give a fuck about that. Like I don't actually, but I just want to say that I do it. And then you have to go back and like live that life, you know? Yeah. Like actually... I don't, I feel like coworkers are a big deal to me. Like, I feel like if I worked for like a small company, like maybe a restaurant, I could see myself working there if my, like the whole crew was kind of like the same for years. Mm-hmm. And I think I'd be fairly content. Um, well, what would I, you do with, uh, if you leave this type of position, what, what type of work would you, would you like to do? 
Well, right now I do a lot of face-to-face interaction. And to be honest, I like more of the behind the scenes. So building the reports and doing the data analysis, not so much face-to-face with people. And that's just part of me as well. I'm very uh, shy sometimes when I'm, and I don't know people. So it's, it's hard for me to put on that face and make sure I'm fulfilling all of their needs as a customer of ours. So I would like to do more behind the scenes reporting and data analysis. So you're not really a salesperson. Correct. I am not a salesperson. <laughs> I wish, but I don't think that, I don't know if I could ever do that. I've thought about it, but. Uh, oh. We didn't get your, uh, what advice you would tell the the younger, the younger generation. You said the silent generation is what it called, Brandon? Or boomers or yeah, 60s, 70s, 80s. Oh, ah, mm. let's see. I think. If they, it's hard. I, you know, I think of my grandparents and what I would tell them. And one of the things that I, I wish they had the chance to do was learn technology the way we did. You know, our generation grew up with computers and, and all of that. And it was, it would be a lot easier if they already knew how to use some of that stuff. So we get, I get calls quite often <laughs> with, you know, this, this issues podcast here and is there. proof of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I think that would be one if they could be more in tune with technology, but I know it's hard for them. Yeah. It sounds as though you don't actually do design work, do you? Or? No, I, I, it's funny too, because I, I do like making things and I did go to school for a little bit for my master's in design, but I didn't finish it because I realized uh, that I'm not quite there yet to be able to do something of that degree. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out what else I want to do and maybe try on the side and then go back to school. Wow. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, What do you think of uh, the situation today with the post office? I know that's a totally different subject, but I'm just interested in your uh, feelings or opinion about that. Yeah. You know, I actually don't know too much um, about, I know that Things are changing and I've read articles about, you know, pulling the post office bins off streets and such. And I haven't, I haven't really dived into the, the details of what they're really doing. I know there was a big restructuring of the post office. And of course, with the election coming up, it, it brings a lot of anxiety to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, it's hard. I don't really involve myself in that stuff too much. So I don't know if I really have much to say about it. Mm. Well, yeah. I know if you don't have anything to say at the post office, you must have something to say about anime. What do you think about anime? <laughs> <laughs> My boyfriend loves anime. So I, I'm more of a, just kind of watching him from afar enjoy what he likes to do. <laughs> uh, yeah. He collects a bunch of anime. Stuff. I really- yeah. <laughs> you say, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> is that how you pronounce it, finest anime? I always thought oh. it was anime. anime. No, it's anime. 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 You know, I've been to a lot of anime con- conventions, and but I'm not one to dress up or anything, so it's nice to see like all the characters. I do recognize yeah. some characters, yeah. and it's fun to watch them dress Ooh. up and stuff. But Okay, that's cool, yeah. Yeah. Do you, yeah, go ahead. I know Brandon and, and, and myself used to go to, uh, what was it, Comic-Con? Oh, yeah, wow, with yeah. Jared. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Grand- cool. Grandpa's great at Comic-Con. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Not really. <laughs> now it's so different. There's so many people. There's yeah, too many so people. Uh, I don't think we'll ever have anything like that anymore. Uh, I was just about to say, I'm going to miss it so much. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure when we go there, though, um, once the, I'm sure they'll have it at some point. But those masks are going to be so like people are going to do so many cool things with their little Comic-Con yeah. masks. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. People are already. Yeah. What do you like to do for fun? <laughs> uh, I play a lot of video games. Uh, usually before the pandemic started, I like to go to Disneyland a lot. And do room escapes. You know, I like to solve puzzles. Mm-hmm. I like doing puzzles. Anything game related, uh, I'm really into. So that's more. Brandon, of fun. Brandon was one of the top uh, <laughs> the World of Warcraft guys in the country. <gasps> oh, okay, I, uh, that's cool. I I played for a couple months. Yeah, no, I <laughs> I got a a really good really good score on one one raid battle when you I was. You couldn't 15, get him so. to go to sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, nights. I remember college was all about yeah it was really nice honestly fuck it that was like probably best yeah. time of my whole life right there yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you didn't have as much to worry about yeah I mean, everything peaked, in the world right like, right then <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was talking to my friends about how close we were during high school playing xbox together like that was like yeah. it oh. was the peak of my fun is when we were sitting there just chatting all day and I'm not I'm really not that much of a gamer I, I kind of like I'm just there for witty banter, <clears throat> and yeah. I can, you know, kind of hold my own. But, Did you uh, play yesterday, Finus? I know that Sunny was having a thing. Were you a part of that? The, what games? The don't oh, the don't push no. the button thing yesterday. Oh no! No, well, wasn't oh, invited. Okay, I don't play. Yeah, no, I, I didn't uh, invite people. People don't invite me to game nights because I I am I don't like games. I mean, I like oh. games. <laughs> I like board games. I like. You know, <laughs> like risk and i don't like risk in real life not no i don't like risk i don't like war that much you know what i, I can't come to, to taco play risk all the time. i don't want the tacos yeah. i i like i like what you like what you were saying like puzzle games like if it's a strategy yeah. game like if it's some type of puzzle mm-hmm. i can take apart and we can do that as a group i'm okay with it but if it's like other games i don't want to play with y'all <laughs> do you like, what about like monopoly does that monopoly yeah, count as strategy Mm-hmm. Monopoly is strategy, but then I'm a Marxist, so oh, <laughs> I don't make him like so much of it. I can win it for the number. I, I like it because you know there's there's a number of the game to it. Like there's a one in ten chance I always land on a railroad, so I'll yeah, probably yeah, could yeah. buy a railroad. I like that type yeah. of stuff, but I don't. You're, really a, like you're a board game Marxist. <laughs> yeah, I don't really like taking people's money. Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> but that's the best part. If you land on free parking, you get everyone's money. <laughs> I do, you know. You, you know what? It is fun, but I, I feel bad. I'm like, oh man. If, My guilt. What's your guilty pleasure? I play yeah. Monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> I like to explain to people why I'm gentrifying the neighborhood. I'm like, I wouldn't. <laughs> 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 oh, look, a hotel. Oh, yeah. Two hotels. <laughs> Uh, Cassandra, um, we've got our no, very no. last guest on the line. Do you have any last thoughts? <laughs> no, I, I really appreciate. This was a lot of fun. It was nice to. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Joe. Well, while we're waiting for Joe, what board game would you guys want to play? Joe? (laughs) What board game can we play? 
let's play life yeah like what you don't okay the game life or like life life the game life not life life okay no. i've never I'll, played no, the board life game sucks. life before yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> game of life is fun katana mm. we can figure out how to we don't we need a D master we could do D, but that's a that's a whole thing that's oh like, my imagine playing D with grandpa i feel like he'd be really good yeah i've never heard of it dungeons and dragons really what is that D and what D and D is Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons no, and Dragons. I've never played any of those games. Brandon, how do you do against um, uh, other people? Uh, you know, on seriously, do you still play those games today? Wow. Like World of Warcraft or any of I after high school, I I really really stopped. I World of Warcraft is the one that that I really didn't. I put it down when I was fifteen and never touched it again, except for like once because I I really dislike that game actually uh for like I, I don't know like the what it does i don't know like the the dopamine addiction built in well, you were really heavy but uh he had to quit uh, oh, there we go. yeah he had to be done joe hey. hello welcome hello. thank you I've been listening, and it oh, yeah. sounds like I'm one of the silent generation millennials. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, because I heard the young lady say that she moved from job to job and didn't want to stay in the same place at the same time. Well, yeah. when I was growing up in my job, I had the only way I got a raise was to move really? to a different job. Well, give us some detail. What happened? What was your job? Well, I was a, I started out as a sonographer back in 1971 as an ultrasound technologist. Oh. And no one really knew what it was and what, what you were doing. So the only way that you really got to increase in pay was to move to someone else, somewhere else who was uh, further along on the uh, research chain. So you had to move. You had to go to a different job. And so I moved all over the country. Uh, getting better jobs and getting higher pay until I finally settled down back in my home state of Arizona uh, with a, a company that uh, really respected what I had done. Wow. So a lot of research, a lot of fun. I was going to say, you must have learned quite a bit. I did, and I had a chance to work with some of the top world cardiologists at the time who were really trying to figure this thing out. Uh, it was a time in the 70s where uh, medicine in the United States was uh, probably uh, at the, the, the apex of uh, research, and they were really doing great things. Uh, that's all changed now, though. <laughs> um, yeah, some crazy stuff. I, ultrasounds are the things that you need crystals to run, or is that something different? I know ultrasounds. Yeah, you need crystals to run. And you Isn't that need, crazy? <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. It's, it's, it's insane. <laughs> Uh, you know, everybody knows that uh, ultrasound, uh, they know the, the uh, gynecology and uh, stuff like that uh, were, it is, but they don't understand that hearts came first in the ultrasound chain. So it was uh, it was an exciting time. Yeah. Of course, uh, when I say I'm a, I'm a millennial, uh, I branched out at the same time. At, at the same time I was working as a sonographer, I was also working at... Uh, the Old Globe Theater in San Diego. <gasps> no way. Yeah. I uh, uh, Jesse Perez. I know him. He's the head of their MFA program right now. And I was I was just there a couple right before the pandemic. Yeah, it's uh, 
you know, I, I think that's one of the one of the tragedies of the pandemic is we've lost so many theaters that, uh, uh, you know, how are they going to come back? It's kind of exciting. Yeah. One of the theaters in my hometown here in Gilbert is going to reopen again pretty soon. And uh, yeah, so, you know, I was doing both things at the same time. It's what what was your capacity? Plans. What what where did you work in Old Globe as an actor? I, I was an actor. Yeah, amazing. Uh, the one uh, play that I was in was with uh, Leonard Nimoy when he directed the uh, Man in a Glass Booth. There. Wow, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's when 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 they say moving from job to job, and also who was it that said they were gamer? I think. One of the things that I like to do is to to, to go on. I played I played World of Warcraft for almost five years there too, but I've been on uh, the, how, on the line. Go ahead. How how the how that five years end for you? It ended for me with uh, uh, we went on a forty uh, man raid and somebody uh, got mad because the entire forty man wiped out and somebody yelled. Uh, through the uh, headset, the, you just think this is just a game, and I went, "Wait a minute, hold it! It is just a game." <laughs> oh no, that it's is so yeah. funny. Oh. <laughs> so poetic. <clears throat> yeah. that's that's kind of how it ended for me, and then I went to Star Wars: The Old Republic, and that's what I've been playing since then. Nice. Ooh, I've never good. played that before. It's I'm great. glad that's that's it's a good like- game. Yeah. I like to go in there and, and uh, bet them 10,000 credits that I'm the oldest guy playing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you mind giving us a, you, you said silent generation? Yeah, 77. Oh, congrats. That's amazing. Yeah, That's you know, I went on the other night, you guys says, well, I'll make it 20,000 because I'm 42. And I went, you just lost. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, we were talking. We were talking with Grandpa uh, uh, a little bit ago about how um, sort of he missed the coming into the the computer age, you know, being born in it, into it and all that. And uh, I mean, being a war- immersed in like World of Warcraft, that's like that's pretty in it, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I with with being in sonography, I was kind of forced into it because uh, that's what we were doing was uh, putting everything together. Uh, with computers and trying to get make sure that uh, the sound waves were coming back to us and we knew where what they were doing and putting that in all the in the video and the sound and everything mm-hmm. uh, you were kind of forced into computer work yeah when you talk about ultrasound I'm thinking of something like the clean jewelry or something of that nature uh, I'm not understanding where that plays into electronic equipment other than like for submarines and stuff well actually actually the uh ultrasound was developed from navy sonar by um, a doctor by the name of harvey feigenbaum university of chicago and what he did was postulate that since you could see ships with ultrasound in water you should be able to see organs inside the body with ultrasound mm-hmm. so he took an old old navy sonar and built it into ultrasound. Ultrasound was born then. And then from there, it went to uh, looking at organs like the heart, looking at organs like a developing fetus, liver, and stuff like that. So now we can really see a lot of inside without actually going inside. Is that like MRI? 
MRI is actually uh, uh, quite a bit different. That's a magnetic resonance, whereas right. we're just using ultrasound uh, beams. We're uh, going in and uh, bouncing them off and coming back. It's similar, but it's, they're using two different modalities. Okay. It's cool. I find the, I think ultrasounds are so cool. They really are. You you can watch a baby suck his thumb now, and you can actually tell what they look like when they're still inside the womb. It's, and uh, also, you can do operations inside the womb that we can repair. We can repair hearts. We can repair uh, all kinds of uh, things that uh, we when babies were born, they usually die. Dang. So, so you know, technology is just absolutely amazing today. We really have it. Yeah. That is so cool. It makes me think that, um, you know, if you see a baby's thumb, that means they have, you know, ears or whatever. That means they can hear you. That means I can talk to my baby way. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Like, I've seen your ultrasound. I need to work on your legs. One of the things that you can do is calm them down by placing headphones across it and playing classical music. Wow. They really calm down. Whoa. Wow. We can um, raise in, rails in music because he's, you know, plays a cello. Okay, cool. Yeah, if you play heavy metal, they start jumping around. You can feel them move. Wow. That's so cool. All with crystals. <laughs> what uh, what yeah. frequency does, does uh, ultrasound operate at? Uh, you would ask that, wouldn't you? Uh, <laughs> about, five, about, about five to ten megahertz. Okay, so that's uh, up in the short wave re- region. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. It's, it, I want to. I want to uh, ask you before we're uh, before we're up, Joe. What what advice would you have for the younger generations? Same advice my grandfather book. gave me when I was growing up. That uh, you have to understand that. Someone who does more than what they're paid for is soon paid more for what they do. Mm. It's one of the biggest advices he ever gave to me, and it's one kind of uh, I set my life on. It. So I, I did more than what I paid for, and pretty soon I got paid more for what I do. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dad, my dad gave me one other piece of advice, and that was that. Uh, uh, you have to understand this axiom that there once was a man who thought he was better than I, and he was until he thought that. Uh, I like that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of uh, two little axioms that my uh, parents and my grandfather gave me that I looked at for a long time, and uh, kind of that's what I led my life by. The first one sounds like cause and effect. Yeah, it really is. Mer- yeah. Meritocracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Wow, so cool. You know, and I, I worked up, uh, boy, one of the funniest stories that I got about my dad was uh, we were I grew up in a garage, and I was washing parts in diesel fuel. One day he came walking by and he said, uh, I looked at him, I was about seven years old, and I said, how much am I getting paid for this, Dad? And he stopped and he says, uh, wait a minute, uh, let me ask you a couple of questions. He said, do you eat breakfast this morning? I said, yeah. He said, what do you have? I said, bacon and eggs. Who baking it, Mom? 
He said, how did you get here? And I said, I rode with you in your truck. And he said, my gas, my truck, right? I said, you sleep in a bed last night? Yes, sir. Uh, did you? Did it rain on you? No, I slept in a house. He said, well, you've been paid very well, so now go back to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sometimes we don't appreciate every nut and bolt and everything that mankind has done in society. You know. you know, we really live in a charmed and, and a wonderful time when we have so many conveniences to do. You know, we, we have a, uh, a computer that we can get anywhere we want to go. We can, we've got uh, air conditioning, especially in Arizona, so you don't have to go out on the porch and wrap yourself in a wet sheet and <laughs> pray that the sheet dries out. It doesn't dry out before you get to sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's just so many things that we're blessed with that I don't think we realize how good a time we live in. But are yeah. people less stressed? Are people less stressed today? Yes. I, I don't think so. I think they're more stressed because they have so much and they don't appreciate what they've had before. You know, I look at what my grandfather had and, and it wasn't much. Uh, I look back at my great great grandfather, and uh, he and his his wife had to travel from uh, by covered wagon. You know, it's, I'm, I'm that old, yeah. But you know, so when we can just jump in a car and run down to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. So I, I think people are a lot more stressed because they think they need more, and yet yeah. they don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we that whole access to knowledge we know more too because. Like, yeah, no, like I'm thinking about right now that since the dolphin uses ultrasound, that they'll be able to find out that I have a heart murmur from in the water and then weed me out. <laughs> They're a lot smarter than we think they are. You know, oh, man. I wish I wouldn't have known before this. Now I'm really stressed. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, waiting, that... I'm waiting for computers to be able to um, communicate with with animals. Oh, that'd be fun. Oh, yeah. I think that's going to that's gonna happen pretty soon. I, I'm, I just started reading another book called Semi-Human, and mm-hmm. it's it's kind of scary. It's about the rise of the robot generation society. So I read a lot, too. Who is it by? I read, I read science fiction because I want to know what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I saw I saw Back to the Future recently, and they they had Zoom on there, and it was like people were talking about the flying cars, but like we're we have video chat now. We weren't even thinking about it before, you know. A piece of trivia from that show is they said never go to twenty twenty. Right. Really. Yeah. Wow. Well, said never go to twenty twenty. I was like, I wonder why. <laughs> I think now we know. It's, uh, yeah. it's weird to me that we're, I think we're over five years from the future that they went to. We're like farther than the future holds, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's weird watching like <clears throat> Star Wars movies because like the newer movies are only like 20 ish years from like the original trilogy that was in like the 70s and 80s or whatever. So even these new movies that are coming out like 2016, 2018, like 2020 or whatever, they're still having to try to like use what they thought in the seventies would be futuristic technology. Like 
Oh yeah. Like I think like I remember watching Rogue One and it was weird that um like my dad made a joke about it, how um whoever the girl is in the movie, she's running around with this giant like cassette looking thing. It's like a mix between like a giant cassette and like a lunchbox and she's like running across some like space tower to like plug it in somewhere and it's like that's the technology they thought we would have. Like they didn't think about like Wi-Fi, Bluetooth. Mm that kind of like instant yeah. information transfer like wasn't an option. Wow. wow. You, you know, you guys probably are too young to, to ever have heard of Dick Tracy. You ever hear of him? I yeah. heard of him, but I haven't heard him. He was a cartoon character that had a radio wristwatch. And that was really far out at the time. No, didn't that's, Seth, that's, oh. Didn't Seth, didn't Seth Rogen play him in a movie or something? Yes, he did. Yeah, long time ago. Yeah, but they had wristwatch what radios. Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy. I was yeah, so Dick wrong. Tracy. I did not. That's not who I thought that was. <laughs> you know, so there, there's so much stuff that, uh, you know, science fiction is said was going to come along that has. It's just amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think, yeah, I like science fiction really good my goal my goal yeah. is to be around another 10 to 15 years because i want to know where everything is going to go yeah mm. what do you what think you about the terminator you think we're headed towards artificial <laughs> intelligence fighting i think i think ai is coming up and we're going to be using it quite a lot more uh mainly because well we've got ai in our cars right now uh, so when you consider that in 1943 um, you know those cards that you open up at the uh, uh, card store that play music and, and songs and stuff? Yeah. Uh-huh. There's more computer power in that card than existed in the entire world in 1943. Hmm. Wow. That's pretty crazy. It's, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, that's kind of like, like, like more computer power in your cell phone than the original uh, spaceship that Absolutely. There's more computer power in the, in your car than went to the moon. Uh, and so you have to consider these guys were really uh, courageous when they yeah. were going out there less than 64K. That's what I'm thinking. I, I was, I'm, as soon as you said that, I'm thinking like, dang, that those people are some real heroes because they basically got to the moon and back in like a, a lunchbox. All right. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. A, a whole lot less smart, smart car. Yeah, all right, that is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just it's totally insane that the the amount of of technology that has increased since 1940s since the 40s. Yeah. Well, I was I, always fascinated by uh, wireless, and back in the I guess it was the the early 50s, I bought a uh, small portable radio. They didn't have them. It used sub-miniature tubes, but I think that the thing that's really changed the technology, of course, is the uh, uh, the integrated circuit. The uh, first the transistor, and then the integrated circuit, which has been just increasing in uh, in bytes so rapidly that that's what's really changed the science today. Oh, absolutely! Uh, when you take a look at the first uh, ultrasound machine that I used. It would take a, a six-foot wall and be about six foot tall and weighed 485 pounds. 
Uh, about two days ago, I did an echo on a nine pound laptop that has 10, uh, has almost a hundred times more uh, sophistication than I was using. I could only take three pictures uh, when I first started. Now I'm taking 27 and 20 and then 38 uh, of different aspects of the heart mm-hmm. yeah. on a nine, nine pound laptop. So that's how much the miniaturization and the progress has been taking place since 71. And with all that progress, we still haven't found a, uh, a really a vaccination yet for this uh, COVID. Uh, and we haven't had a uh, we haven't found out how to make sure that everybody gets to vote either, which just staggers my mind too. Right. Yeah, yeah that's true. I've used the IV Finder. That thing is so cool. Um, even I don't know if that, I don't think the IV Finder has to do with ultrasound, but. Uh, but yeah, no, we still have people still hungry in a rich country. It's terrible. Do, 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 do. Totally agree. Um, hmm. I was fascinated when I was listening to your conversations before. Uh, you know, there's so much going on that uh, we, we just, I just don't think we really appreciate all that we have. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Being grateful. Well, and science is really moving ahead. I don't know about uh, I don't know about social issues, but science is certainly uh, moving ahead rapidly. Yeah, I think there there you've got the problem. Science is right. outstripped the social issues. Yeah, I think we've gotten too big for our britches. Like we're human, and we have human issues to worry about throughout a lifetime. But then science has just like really just gone way beyond that. Like we don't even like it's it's just I don't I don't know. It's just it doesn't add up. Like there's stuff that you have to live through and understand, like being grateful and having gratitude. You know, I don't think if you don't have that, but yet you have all this science, it does it kind of makes you just getting a loaded gun, you know. Yeah that you don't know how to handle. What's it going to be like, which I think is going to happen in the future, when you'll have a device that you'll be able to read other people's thoughts? Yeah, Yeah. just beware. You can already do that, Grandpa. Twitter. (laughs) 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 I think what what blows my mind is the... Of we're born before <laughs> everything that like like this 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 digital age and so you've experienced both um i don't know what life is like outside of a screen or if i do it's it's been like a very tiny fraction i think it was like when i was three years old that i was like sitting on a you know and um like we're right we're right on the edge of like like kids now will never know what it's like to not have a smartphone in their pocket their entire life. And like, we're, we're the last that has not been like uh, bombarded with computers or sort of like hooked into a social media stratosphere, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm terribly excited for the, for the next generation and the generation after that, because I've got 17 grandchildren and oh, wow. eight great grandchildren. So, Look at you, excited to see what they're going to do. And a 40-man raid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 
I was gonna say, go ahead, go ahead, Grandpa. Okay. Oh, Grandpa's uh, audio. Uh, um, I was, no. I, I was gonna say that. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking earlier today that it's gonna be my dad hates my dad hates uh, like his picture being taken and 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 stuff like that. And I just think of like um, this is the first generation or just generation my generation and the generations ahead of time are just gonna be all over the internet. Like almost everything that I do is all being like categorized and people can just watch it. Like my great grandkids can see me on a podcast right now, you know, they'll see this. And then it's just so weird just to think about that. Like yeah. they'll be able to do all of it. Like everything from like my very first post on, on something to like, they get to see my whole life and the ins and outs. And when I have a mental breakdown or whatnot, you know, it's kind of weird. It's weird, you know, cause you know, I don't know when my dad had a mental breakdown, but I'm sure he had one, you know, I kind of like that in a way too, because like, I don't know, like I, like I had friends in high school who like, they know their whole, they have like really big families and like really long, like family lines. Like they know their grandma and like their great grandma and their great, great grandma, you know, they have like, they have like a heritage and like, like a lot of families don't, like a lot of families don't have that. A lot of like black families especially don't have that like kind of long lineage or long heritage that they can look back to. But like people will have that a couple decades yeah. from now of us. Cool. It's exciting to look look back and see where your ancestors came from and what they did uh, and uh, how they reacted to certain aspects of life. I better make a good meme. I won't be remembered. <laughs> Just in meme form. Hey, Grandpa, we can't hear you. Uh, and you're not hearing me? I can hear you on the Zoom. Can I just... What if I just hold my... No, no, not, on the, not on the clean feed. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Can I just... Maybe I can just hold my tablet up to the microphone and we can just wrap the show. Like yeah, this. I think that's okay. best. Let's, uh, let's say our goodbyes, yeah? Till next time. Okay. Um, let's, Goodbye. you want to, <laughs> <laughs> you want to, you want to sing your weekly ballad to let us, let us out. Who are you talking to? <laughs> you grandpa. No, that's all right. Not today. Okay. No problem. No problem. I'll sing. What do you want me to sing grandpa? Um, pick something that you like and know. You like, well, t- give me a, give me a Sinatra song. My way. I got it my way. And that's our show, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in again to the Grandpa and Shell podcast. Uh, thank you so much to all our guests, including Joe. I really appreciate you coming on. We'll absolutely thank you. Actor and otherwise life. It's been super cool to talk to you. Um, I would love to thank Finest. Uh, always being an amazing part of the show and our amazing producer, Sierra. Thank you so much. Um, the This week has been crazy with me adding new technology, but I super appreciate it. And then Grandpa, I love you. Love you, Brandon. We'll be able to get together pretty soon. Yeah, I know, man. For real. Uh, was that all right? Did I do- <laughs> Any last thoughts, oh, anybody? Great. You do a great job, Brandon. Oh, good. Yeah, it's good. And Finus and Sierra, you're wonderful. 
Thank you. It's yeah, a thank squad. You. It's a it's, it's all squad. just team building. Team building. I'm gonna make some Power Rangers night, fan art of us. Have a good night. And we're out. Podcasting with Grandpa Bart and Rosie. Always on his shoulder. This is Grandpa and Chill. Grandpa and Chill is brought to you by your hosts, Brandon Fox, Bart Frank, and Finest Jackson. Our producer is Sierra Doss. You can find episodes old and new on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. Subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch the show, and follow us on Twitter for behind-the-scenes moments you can't get anywhere else.